the best advice that was ever given to me was if there is anything else in this world that you would rather do or think that you would rather do even go do it because this is like it's it's so tough on you it beats you down it it's it's just it's a different i don't know it's different than anything i've ever done Welcome to season two of this industry podcast. Yeah. This industry life. This, wait, wait, what did I say? It's been a while. It's okay. What did I say? It's been way too. We don't even this, know the this name industry. of podcast Oh, this industry life. Wow. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. Um, today we have a fantastic guest, Drew Harwood, who is a actor, director, producer, writer. Um, so we're gonna get deep into Drew's life. But uh, yeah, how is everybody doing? Doing really good, actually. Now that I've been hanging out with my buds for a couple <laughs> hours, <laughs> we're back. We were we were so LA today, Drew. We went to Earth Cafe in Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Earth. That that makes me jealous. I, I I love Earth Cafe. It was so it was so good. I love how they spell it. Yeah, with the U. With the U. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's you. You're the Earth. You're, yeah. <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> Yeah, and it I was, was so good. It was so good. I was fashionably twenty minutes <laughs> late, <laughs> and I got a fifty-seven dollar parking ticket. Wait, really? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. <laughs> it was I'm such sorry. an LA day. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, it's our first time with Katie actually on the microphone, not over Zoom. It's amazing to be here. I love you guys to bits. I missed you guys. <laughs> we had like a three-week break, um, and I'm so excited to have Drew on. Drew is this inspiring amazing young man who he i mean he's full of accomplishments even though i'm sure he doesn't want me to be saying that but um he had his mm. first short film called ghost that got into the can uh what is it now i'm blanking on what it's called drew the can it was cool it's it's the of can. yeah the can's corner and he just finished his first feature film that he wrote, directed, and acted in. Um, yeah, we're stoked to have you here. Mm -hmm. And then you've been in many, many films as an actor as well. I, yeah, well, I don't many, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have been in some. <laughs> yeah. So um, tell us about your background, because I know you have like a very unique and inspiring background. So yeah, tell us about it. Your whole I life. do. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I growing up, I, I I never knew that like the film industry was what I wanted to be in. My my cousin is an actor. So I kind of always grew up like watching him in certain things. And, you know, I was that was kind of what connected me to the industry and film and movies. But I was a I was a swimmer growing up, so that was like just like my main focus. I, I that was literally all I did. Um, so between the ages of like five and eighteen, I was I was just swimming. And then I I turned eighteen. It was my senior year in high school, and things just you know things got really colorful for me. <laughs> put it. So things got really colorful for me, and. I ended up just 
going to college um, for exercise science. That's what I was going to study. And three years into that, I, I, I realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I, I, I packed my bags and I drove across country to California, not, not knowing anything about acting, writing, directing, none of that. And just, just moved there. Um, I really just needed to get away. I needed to start like a new life pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just needed like a, a, yeah, just like a new start. And then I got there and my brother actually found this like small little acting school called Playhouse West in North Hollywood. And he sent me like a link to it and told me like, you should go like check this place out. Um, so I went and checked it out and I, I audited, I went and like, you know, took a few classes and that's kind of where I fell in love with acting. Um, it's a theater school that teaches you film. So I pretty much learned, you know, I, I th- yeah, through acting, I learned film through theater, which is, it's a like, kind of like a weirder concept, but yeah, I mean, it's a Meisner school. And so that's, that's kind of where like everything started. I was 22 years old. Um, yeah, I was really young. I, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't know much about it. I didn't even know if I would like it, but I, I ended up falling in love with it and just, it, it became a, like an obsession for me that I just couldn't stop doing. I saw your feature or I watched the trailer for your feature Godsend. Uh-huh. Was that, was that like your first feature in Los Angeles or what was, what was your first big project? Godsend was my first feature. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I, I shot Godsend. I, I was like, it was like 2016. I think it was, it was 2016 or 17 that I shot that. I was, I was actually friends with the director of it. It was a very small project. Um, it was like a month long shoot. It, it was, it was, it was, it was a blast. Um, and then that project actually, that was my first project, but it didn't, get released actually until last year so gotcha it was like it it took like four or five years for that project to like really get up on its feet um and ended up going to the madrid film festival and uh the los angeles film festival and uh, a few others and so you know that it's it's now playing on like itunes amazon i think maybe a few other places like that but yeah how did you, how did you uh how did you book that gig? Were you how long I guess how long were you really in Los Angeles before you booked that gig? I was in I moved to LA in 2012. So I was in LA for like like 5 or 6 years before I booked that one. Gotcha. Um I actually the director was someone that I had worked with previously on, he was a cinematographer on a few other like short films that I'd worked on. And he sent me the script and asked me to put a scene on tape for just like an audition. He was thinking, he didn't even know if they were going to be able to get it up and going at the time. And he was just like, you put yourself on tape for this one. I want to just kind of like, you know, see what we're working with here. Um, and so I put myself on tape with one scene, sent it to him. And then two months later we were shooting. Wow, That's I didn't crazy. know that. And I didn't yeah. know that was your first feature too. That's so cool. That was, yeah, that was shot. Yeah, I shot that one in December. It, uh, the whole month of December, I was shooting that one. And then like six months later, I was shooting my second feature. And your your second feature was Drifter? Drifter, yes. How is, I saw the trailer for that too. How is shooting that? <laughs> 
that one was that one was crazy (laughs) (laughs) it was no it was a blast uh it was a it actually that that was a a group of friends of mine like uh, every single person on that crew and cast i was uh very good friends with um we shot it in the salton sea Mm -hmm. oh cool and it was like dead like right in the middle of summer it was like july we shot a week in july and we shot a week in august um so it's literally a 12 day shoot that was just like everything was just packed so tight together um and it it hit like 115 degrees out there so it was just like i mean literally all the acting work like preparation or anything that i could have done for it was just thrown out the window because you get there and you're just like you you're sitting like in the middle of a desert with mm-hmm. like flies and 115 degree heat around you. And it's just like, you know, that was like, all the work was kind of like just given to you in that, in, in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. what, what does prep work for you as an actor usually look like? It, it varies literally every proj- project. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like that one, for instance, drifter. Well, for, I'll start back on, on Godsend. For Godsend, it was literally like I was I was like breaking down the script every single day. I was learning my lines. I was kind of like prepping at home. Mm-hmm. For Drifter, I actually hired an ex-Marine that took me out into the desert for a week. And like we we camped out into the desert. He taught me how to like survive out there by myself. He taught me how to like make fire, like with my like just bare hands. He taught me how to like cook my own foods. He taught me like different plants to live in. Cause it's like, it's a post-apocalyptic feature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, he kind of like showed me the ropes of like what I would need to do to live in that, that kind of world. And that, that movie is pretty much about two brothers that are out looking for revenge on their father's murderer. So when I got back from my like week with that Marine, I took my younger brother in the movie out there and I taught him everything that I had learned. Wow, that is so cool. Did that really help bond you two as actors as well? Or were, did you already feel really connected anyway? He, no, he, yeah, we were very like, I mean, I knew him. He was someone that I like studied with in the, in the past, but it, it was different. It, it was a completely different experience going out there and like teaching him things. We would like rehearse some scenes at night from the script. Um, we would, you know, we just like sit by the campfire. We were, it was, there's literally nothing to do in the salt and sea. It's just, <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> and so we, it was just us in a tent and that's it. We had like a knife and fire. And it, I mean, it was, it was, it was a really cool experience. I I had never done anything like that before. Was the movie Mad Max, was it out at the time? Yeah, it was. Was that like a big inspiration during that movie? It was a huge inspiration, yeah. It's can, very, very Mad yeah. Max when you when you watch it. Yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely is. But that's really cool that I could feel like the deep connection between you guys as actors. Like, a, a, like as... I mean, I believed that you were brothers, so I think whatever you did in prep, like, really paid off. You had, cool. like, this beautiful yeah. kind of, like, magical thing between you guys, so. Thank you. Yeah. How were the locals in Salton Sea? <laughs> did they? They were cool. I yeah. mean, it's from, I think I remember them saying that it's the smallest population in the United States. Like, that town, is they've got the smallest population in the, in the whole country, wow. so 
when we were there shooting, I mean, we shot in a trailer park. So all of the set design and everything was just like given to us. There was no set design. When they put us on set, it was like everyone in that town, that's the way they live. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there was a couple of times where, you know, the, the, the people of the town would come out and like, you know, they they were, they were really nice people. I mean, it was, it was different for sure. (laughs) I, I, I enjoyed them. It was fun. It looks like a fun movie to be a part of. (laughs) It was fun. It was really, it was, it it was one of my best experiences shooting. Yeah. That's awesome. And then to keep going through your work portfolio, (laughs) uh, after that, was it the one you feed, or was there one? Uh, there's some shorts, Ghosts, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, the short ghost. Ghost, yeah. Well, after after Drifter, I realized just I I had to kind of like take a couple steps back and like just like kind of like look at my career and where I was mm-hmm. going, with it. and that was when I kind of wanted to, you know, I wanted to take some things into my own hands. I wanted to start like experimenting with writing and directing my own stuff. And so I stopped acting for like a couple years and I li- literally just like wrote. Um, and during that time, yeah, I made a short film called Ghost, which was inspired by the book, The Old Man in the Sea. And we shot the whole thing on a boat in the middle of an ocean with a five person crew. It was cool. Easy. Will you tell some of the stories of like how you were on a separate boat and there was might have been some puking involved because <laughs> it was on a boat? <laughs> there was. No, there was. We, I mean, uh, Rebecca Frazier was my first AD on that one, oh, actually. Really? I didn't know she that. Was. She, was our, she was first AD on that one. And she had gotten like everyone all these like seasickness bands mm-hmm. like to wrap around their wrists and our ankle. <laughs> and, like, you know, at, at the time, I was like, oh, I've been on a boat. I've been on cruises. Like, I'm not going to sick. And literally, like, two hours, like, out on sea, I was just like, I, I it was the worst feeling ever. Everyone, <laughs> every single person on the crew was puking. Like, there oh were, we were, God. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was it, it, we were in the middle of uh, shooting this one scene, and our sound guy, Kevin, he literally goes pause and then like he had a trash bag next to him and he just like <laughs> the bag and he was like all right resume <laughs> oh my God. And, and literally every single person it i mean we were out on the ocean little we took the boat two hours out into sea into the middle of nowhere because that i wanted it to be like like a 360 angle like mm-hmm. you couldn't land anywhere it was just like complete sea so we drove the boat two hours out there and yeah by the time we got back after like being out there for like 10 11 12 hours it was a two-day shoot and each day we were out there for like 10 11 12 hours yeah everyone was just like it it was it was it was a mess (laughs) (laughs) how did you get the boat um whose boat was that it was rick it was rick's Uh, yeah yeah uh richard watson and he was actually our lead actor in the movie. He actually was living in Long Beach at the time on a boat. And it was someone that I like I'd met at Playhouse West. And I I he's just this dude that like he I, I don't know. I thought he was just like this very interesting, like awesome man. And so I casted him as the lead and 
when I found out that he lives on a boat, he kind of got, you know, I kind of got the hookup where, you know, it was just, we took his boat out there. He, it was a, it was a nice like houseboat that fit like 12 or like 15 people on it. Was it, was it a pretty seamless transition to go from actor to writer? It was. Yeah. I, I had taken, you know, I had, at the time of like my, I guess my time in LA, I've, I took a few writing classes. So like, you know, I took a, a few like script analysis okay. classes, writing classes. And so like, I kind of knew, you know, or understood, you know, like the basics of it. Um, yeah. But when I sat down to actually write it, it was, I just, I just knew in my, in my mind exactly what I wanted. And it, like I said, it was, it was written strictly from not, it wasn't, it wasn't an adaptation of uh, the old man in the sea, mm-hmm. but it was, definitely very much inspired by that so i kind of i knew exactly what i wanted and so i like i wrote it it was probably like a it was a 12 page script actually and then we ended up making it a 14 minute movie and then and then you went off to write the one you feed i did nice and how was that experience never had any like experienced anything like it it was just spiritually just artistically just like i mean everything it was it was the best experience of my life hands down what did you learn? What did you take away from that experience? What did you learn? I, I think I, the biggest thing I took away from that was to trust my gut instincts mm. with things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of situations just, I mean, it was like Gareth Corson and I uh, co-wrote it together and produced it together. And we were working on the script for like probably a year 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 and a half before we even shot and during that time there was there was just so many people that told me like this they they didn't understand it you know it was it's very european um it's just it's different it's 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 a different kind of movie than i've really ever seen before and that's what kind of like drew me to it but there was a lot of people that told me that it was never going to happen they didn't understand it um a lot of people told me like you know, you've never directed a feature before. How do you know you can direct and act at the same time? And at that moment, I didn't know. Yeah. It was something that I've never done before. And it, but it was like in me, it was something, it was a story that I just like, I had to tell, you know, it was like in my mind, I knew, I felt like I knew exactly, you know, what it needed, mm-hmm. you know, to tell the story. And there was a lot of times I got down on myself where I was like, maybe I can, maybe I can't do this. Uh, I didn't know, but by the end, and even now I'm like, I just, if I didn't trust my gut instincts and like where my heart was, then I I wouldn't be where I'm at now with that film. What was the initial spark that led you to that idea of the one you feed? Like what, what, what popped in your head or like, what was in you that you wanted to bring out from making that film? I I met Gareth probably a year, maybe two years before we actually filmed this movie. And then him and I, he, he's actually the lead of the movie um, and, and producer of it. I actually lived with Gareth. I, I moved into his house um, when I didn't have a place to stay. He brought me in and he had this idea for a film and he was working on it with a couple other people. 
at the time. And both him and I, we've got like the same taste of, uh, of movies. Um, it was very Xavier Bolin like themed, which he's a French Canadian director. Um, and yeah, he, he told me the story um, and it was just, it, it was very Tom at the farm, like inspired, which is one of Xavier Dolan's movies. Um, it was very call me by the, your name inspired. It, you know, there, there had a lot of like different themes to it. And I was just, I, it was something that I was very drawn to. It was a topic that I was drawn to. And so, you know, once he told me that, you know, the idea, the pretty much the outline of the movie and it, we sat, I mean, we were living together at the time. So like daily, we were just talking about it, you know, like, what can we do with this? Where is this? What is this story? And so pretty much, you know, him and I would sit down daily for like a whole entire summer and just write and you know I would I would type up the scenes I would send it to him he would give me notes on it we'd sit down and we'd type up some more and it was that we were just back and forth with it the whole time and yeah that's kind of how like that's that's what sparked it all a lot of times like actors uh or directors decide that they want to act in something um what made you want to like do both direct and act in it well i acting is like i love acting it's that's where my heart's at i i love directing too mm -hmm. my heart is i mean i film has been like my whole entire life film has been like an escape for me i if no matter what is going on in my life i'm able to just like sit down watch a movie and like just escape my mind goes somewhere else when i'm like watching movies and so you know, that's, that's why I thought that I wanted to be an actor um, was because it was just, I was trying to, to, you know, when I was 22 years old, I was trying to think of what, what do I love? And it was films. And so, you know, I, this was a project that I just, I don't know, I just, I felt like I needed to, I needed to act in this. It was a story that like, not only I wanted to like direct, but it was a story that like, I needed to tell like from like my heart, you know, like as an actor, like I needed to live it. Yeah, that's really cool. Cause I was actually curious as to why you didn't act in Ghost, your short. Um, I, I love that short. Like it's, I love it so much. I love the performances you got out of the actors. Um, but I, yeah, I was always curious as to why you chose to just be behind the camera for that one. You know, that was just, it was the very first time that I'd ever directed or written anything. And I think in that moment, like telling that story, I just, I wanted to like really learn about directing. I wanted to like put myself in those shoes as a, in a director's shoes and like actually just literally focus nothing else on, you know, but just directing that film. Um, I didn't, I, I just didn't even want any other distractions at that time. And after doing that, I just, I don't know, it, moving on to the one you feed, it was just, like I said, it was something that, it was just in my heart. I don't feel like even as a director, I would want to act in every single thing that I do. Um, Cause I don't. So where are you now? Now I actually am working on funding my second feature. <laughs> I, I spent the summer writing. I, I'm, well, I guess, Technically, I'm in Kentucky. <laughs> I, I, I moved out of Los Angeles in June um, and I, I moved back to Kentucky. I was, I, I had this project in mind that like, well, I actually started writing it in like April or May and 
the whole place takes place, the whole movie takes place in Kentucky. So I moved back. Um, my family is from Kentucky. So I moved in with my mom uh, to come back pretty much and like finish writing here and, you know, location scouting and doing that. So I spent this past summer writing another feature, um, which is, it's currently untitled. I, I don't have a title for the film yet. The, the script is finished. I'm still, you know, making some tweaks to it, but most of all, it's, it's pretty much finished. Um, and yeah, um, I've got my co-producer Gareth in town with me. Um, and we're just like working with investors and location scouting and, you know, just kind of doing a bunch of like development work right now. That's awesome. Um, and then I guess another, before we move on to your new feature, we should finish with the one you feed. Yeah. Um, where is it going to be available? Because you guys just got it sold, didn't you? We did. Yeah. Uh, Gravitas Ventures actually just picked it up. Um, so it will be released in North America on December 29th on like all platforms that you can rent on. So That's awesome. Dope. Yeah. Thank you, man. Can't wait for North America to see it. Honestly. I know. I'm so, I'm so excited for it to be released. It's like, Seriously. yeah, I can't even explain. It's, 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 it's a huge, like, it's a dream. Yeah. How, how much weight is lifted off your shoulders now that you know that it's going to be like <laughs> yeah, out there for real. You have uh, so much, so much. I, I mean, you know, like working with and like private investors and stuff like that. And like, a, like a bigger, bigger budget, you know, we shot it for a hundred thousand mm. dollars and that was, I didn't realize it at the time, but now all of, you know, years later, it, I realized looking back how much of a weight, like, you know, it, it was carrying just these, these other executive producers, like, you know, I, I don't know if it's right to say like their money on, yeah. on shoulders. I don't know. It's just, I, it was a project that I like really cared about and I really believed in. But at the end of the day, you never know what's going to happen with something, you know, you never know if it, if, if distribution is going to pick it up, you never know if it's going to get into a festival. You never know like how an audience is going to perceive it. And that I, it, it's just, a, it's a huge weight off my shoulders to know that there's, you know, a distribution out there that loved it and wanted it and wants to like put it out to America. And, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a big weight off my shoulders. That's awesome. That's Congratulations. So yeah. Congrats. Dude. I know. Congrats. How do you guys move so fast? Like, you know, you finished, I feel like you and Gareth wrote that script every day, uh, the one you feed, and then now it's it's being distributed while you already just wrapped up the second script for the second I mean, feature. It's like, what keeps you going? I think it's my, what keeps me going and driven is my past. I mm -hmm. think, you know, I, growing up, I always thought that I was going to go to the Olympics and swimming. I was a state champion swimmer. I swam in nationals. Like I had certain goals that, that went south on me and just my, my childhood and everything. There's, there's just a lot of colorful things that happened there that like now at 31 years old, I'm just like, 
it just like fuels me, you know, it just keeps me going. I look back and I'm like, you know, I, I see my mistakes that I made, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And now at, at 31, I'm just, I'm, I'm just ready. Just, I don't know. I, I feel energized all the time. I feel like just ready to go. Just like, just, yeah, I love I it. Dude. Also like my friends, my, the people that I work with, they're, they're amazing. If it wasn't for the people that I work with, I would not feel the way that I do. It's, they're the ones that keep me going at, you know, there's so many days where I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to like get up and do the work. And if it wasn't for the ones that are around me, that are like pushing me and like mm-hmm. calling me. And I, I, I would, you know, I don't know where I would be. I, I really don't. So I, I, I give all my credit to, to them, my family and my friends that, that I work with. Yeah. Was it interesting to, cause I don't know, were you in Kentucky when you drove to LA? Were you driving from Kentucky? I was actually driving from Atlanta. Oh, I grew Atlanta, up in, that's right. Yeah. My, my, my mom and my dad, they're, they're both from Kentucky, but I was raised in Atlanta. Okay. My mom lives in Kentucky now. And so I'm, I'm currently at her house. I know, I know you're not like permanently out of LA, but was it weird to like leave LA for, cause like you were just there for so long grinding and it broke my heart. Yeah. I, 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 that first whole day I left, I, I cried like pretty much the whole way, like Aww. hours. I was just, it was LA's very dear to me i found a piece of myself and like just like a piece of my like soul that i didn't know existed you know like i i found myself in la and so when i left la it was it was the hardest thing that i'd ever done um i knew i needed to at the time i knew that there was i knew that there was something else that i needed to do i knew i needed to get away i knew i needed to go and like create you know just take my creativity and and make it elsewhere at the time sure there was just, but yeah, leaving LA, it was, uh, it was, it was actually really difficult for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know that, but I'm so proud of you that you did because I mean, I think that I feel like you got so much inspiration from your journey and, uh, you know, to the South. And I think it's really going to influence the, the next movie that you wrote that you're going to, no, I, I hope so. I, I do. I, and I, I don't know, I just, as in, I guess just as in like an artist, I, I, actor, director, writer, whatever you want to call me, I, I seem to always gravitate towards like things that I fear. And I was terrified to leave LA. I was terrified. And I did it because it was something that I, I, for some reason, I always go towards the things that I fear. Things that like the unknown. If I don't know gonna happen i'm you can find me in that box because it i i want to like experience what is the you know what the unknown is there that i can do what i can achieve what i can create um so but yeah it's it's a it's a it's a scary box to be in I think it's so cool. Like, I feel like it's a trait of directors. I'm looking around the room because (laughs) you guys are all like that. And I am, I, you guys all know me. I love my safe box. Like, I don't like going out of my safe box. Very, very writer of you. It's very, I'm very (laughs) writerly. Like, I'm very like, let me just stay here. Like, I'll be comfortable (laughs) with my dog. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I've got my dog with me too. She's, (laughs) (laughs) she's. She's right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's my security blanket is Luna. 
and yeah but with i mean it's still scary what is the i don't know might be a hard hitter uh what is <laughs> what is the scariest box you've put yourself in before i like that question wow that is a, that's a really good question it's the one you feed okay making the one you feed it was i think as an actor i learned early on in my career in la and stuff like in my early 20s that to just not 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 care like i really really care about my acting but i used i I learned to let that go the one you feed was something that it was like i said it was it's just a it was a different experience it was the best experience but it was a different experience in the way that like i had so many people around me that i I really cared about and I didn't want to let them down. And I think that it was that, that was the biggest, that was like the, the biggest scare to me was letting the people that I care about, like that were around me and a part of it down. I, you know, I just, I saw, I saw like the, the work and the energy that they put into it. And it just made it like, it fueled me. And it, if I was sitting here today without distribution without you know like a finished product i i don't even know my i would it i don't even know where my mind would be i would be so depressed and Mm -hmm. it yeah i don't know that was it was just scary it was it was working with investors it was working with like money it was working with people that i I loved and care about artistically and personally you know like like i i just i don't know failure Failure is like, a, I think I look at failure like it's just, you got to fail. But that was something that like, I, I like, I refused. I, I, I was, I was terrified to fail at that. And I think that that, it kept me going. It, that, that scare of like failing at something that everyone was telling me that I couldn't achieve. What really, I don't know it did something to me and I, I, I'm still, I think I'm, I'm still trying to process it like a year later. I mean, it's, it's literally been a year today, this time, literally today, a year ago, we were, sh- we were in the middle of production shooting. That is so, so true. And that's know, so insane. I'm, I'm still processing what it did to me, like internally. What, what things are you still battling with from it? You think, or like things you're processing still from that experience? I think at this point I've let a lot of like, I, I don't think I'm really battling anything mm-hmm. at this point now. I think I've like, I've, I've really let a lot of like that pressure that I, I felt that weight on my shoulders. I've, I've let all that go at this point. And I, I mean, when I, when I move on to a, like a new project or anything, I'm really good at letting, letting go. Yeah. And so when I, I put my mind, like when I, when I tell myself like this, this part of my life is over and it's like a new chapter. It's a, I'm onto a new journey. It, I don't know. I, it does something to me where I, it, I'm onto a new journey now. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I've let a lot of things go. So I, you know, I, 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 yeah, I don't know if I'm still battling anything that now. I, it's, totally. it's, it's something that I think that I'm just like, I'm just thrilled about it. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of everyone that worked on it. I'm very, it's just, it's, it's a project that's very dear to me and I'm, it's very special to me now. 
what's something from that uh, that feature that you are now going to take and implement into your second feature? Oh, well, just, <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, I don't know, man. I'll, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's just, it's different every time. I, I'm sure it's different every time, but right now, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm in a different headspace. I think, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm taking like onto this new project is the person, the person that I was a year ago, I'm completely different today. And I don't even know how to tell you how I'm different, but I've, I've let go of old habits. I've let go of just like old, like, yeah. I mean, that I think is the biggest thing I've let go, go of old habits, like just uh, controlling, just, I don't know, just my mind, like is just, I, I want to have, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, it, <laughs> it's just, a, yeah, I th- I'm just in a different headspace. Yeah. Sure. I've changed as a person, I, it's hard to look back like just a year ago and be like, who was I then? And who am I now? But yeah, I'm completely different. I think the move, you know, from Los Angeles back to Kentucky really changed me. It affected me. It made me more humble. It it made me look back at my like nine years in Los Angeles. And like, I'm so appreciative of literally every single thing and everyone that I met there. And, and it's just, now I'm, I feel like now the work, now the work has begun. I feel like with my, with me, I feel like mm-hmm. in my last feature, it was something I w- I had a lot of insecurities, a lot of, not that I don't now, but then it's just different. It, I don't know. Yeah. I think that just, I think that removing myself from LA and changing as a person, you know, over like a four or five month period of time, I, I, yeah, it's, it's done a lot to me. And now I'm just, trying to move forward with one foot in front of the other and, and taking things as they come. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Like he to really see, has, too. Yeah. like yeah. he literally has, and you can like feel it from him. And I, I think it, maybe it is part of like the letting go and also like the accomplishment, like, and then having like the inner confidence to know, like I can do this. Like I always knew I could and I did it and I'm going to do it again. And yeah and just having like this air of freedom and I don't know like there's just something like beautiful and free about you I'm so proud of you like I'm so proud of you and I always knew that you quote-unquote could do it and would do it and we would do it but um yeah yeah, it definitely does something to you we did it and I think that's the biggest thing moving forward too with me is when it comes to confidence wise is it has nothing to do with me it's it's a team of people that I work with. I'm going to mm. work with every single one of the people that I worked with on the last one on this next one. You know, like I, that's my goal. Mm. I, 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 that's what I want. I, I, and I believe in that team that I can't do it. I, if it was just me, I, I'd be, I'd be freaking lost. It's, <laughs> it's a team that I believe in. And it was the team that I had with the one you feed that, made everything happen i couldn't have done anything without that team it, it, it every single one of those people are very dear to me and very very talented what what uh i guess what old habits you think you left behind in la and what like new transformations or positive things have you picked up with your summer in kentucky <laughs> 
you can you well, can you know whatever you want to say to be quite honest with you i used to smoke a lot of weed okay <laughs> i don't know if i'm allowed to say this on this podcast oh you yeah, can I, la it was a, it was something that i just, i don't know i was i got you can't I just, legally smoke in kentucky <laughs> well you no, you can't yeah. but it was a choice i made it was uh-huh. i let go of i let go of that i let go of uh just yeah i let I, I moved out. I let go of like controlling things that like I I can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just just yeah, literally anything in this world that like it, that I do, if I don't have control over it, I've really learned to like look at things and be like, where is my place in this, and what you know, what can I do about this? And if I can't do anything about it, then I need to remove myself from the situation. And it and it also just with. I don't know. Um, even this, even the, when it comes to like just smoking something, you know, weed. I'm I'm sorry to say that on the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> all good. You're good, bro. But no, I, I I don't. You know, I I've I've given up a lot of habits that now today I'm sitting here and I'm looking back at my life a year ago, even five months ago, and I'm like, I didn't realize the cer- like certain things that I was doing um, in my life as like a comfort, you know, as a blanket, it was a crutch that I I've let go of. Mm-hmm. And now my mind, my mind is, is more clear. I feel like I'm real. I feel like I'm refined re like, uh, yeah. Re like finding myself again. I, I said that I, you know, I found myself in LA, but now I'm refinding myself again in Kentucky, you know, like, um, it's a, it's definitely a new me. And I, I don't know how to, I don't know how that like sounds or how that, how to explain that. But yeah, I've, I've really like had time, a lot of time by myself this, um, these past five months to just like, just think about just life, my friends, um, my work, uh, what I wanted, uh, how I wanted to move forward. And, you know, I've really had time to like sit and like really meditate on that and, and, you know, explore it. And so just, I think just like, yeah, that, that things like that are just kind of like what's different moving forward now. I feel like I've got a, a new perspective on life, a new perspective on my work. Um, and I'm really trying to just like throw all of that into, you know, how I'm moving forward just with anything in directing, acting. Yeah, I think it's all good. I don't know how it's going to be different in my work, you know. I, as an actor, I don't know how this new perspective is going to work. Um, it will be different, though. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to see your new feature and just see how much different it is because of how different you are now. And I think that's really inspiring. And I hope a lot of our listeners can learn from your story and realize what filmmaking can do not only for like your career, but what it can actually do for you as like a person. So. That's really cool. No, it's so cool. I think um, I was reading, I think it was, uh, well, Heart of Darkness, the documentary, Brandon showed me like a long time ago. Um, It's about the making of Apocalypse Now. So I got like really into it. And then I was reading um, a book about it. And anyways, one of the quotes from the cinematographer, his name is like Vitalio or something like that, was that when you're making a feature, 
you don't just like the outside doesn't change you change inside like every single person on it when you're really integral to it like you change and then sometimes that makes really dramatic outward changes in your life which you know I think did happen for a lot of us um but that that like art changing you inside but it's it's so beautiful and it's only going to make you stronger and it's only going to make you want to do it again like even better the next time you know but I really see that for for all of us who participated in the one you feed which was all of us what three movies oh you can only pick three uh would you take with you in your car from California to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I well, it's funny you say that. Like, I, well, two of them are like my favorite movie is Titanic. <laughs> Hell yeah, nice. so amazing. It, that's that's my nice. it, it's a movie that I saw when I was like seven or eight years old, and I don't know, I I love Titanic. I do. I love everything about it. Uh, another one of my favorite movies is Bully. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Larry Clark fan. Bully was a it's 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 been a huge inspiration, and it just like has spoken to me in so many ways uh, since I was like I don't know I was, since I was a, like a teenager. And then, Mommy. So good. So those are three movies that yeah that they're probably my three favorite movies is titanic bully and mommy and they're three completely different movies yeah. <laughs> one's foreign one's like this like dramatic thriller and then the other one's like this drama on a boat <laughs> which you've and done I, before yeah <laughs> I don't know, the, those i don't i think that that's kind of also where all like my inspirations come from is yeah. those the filmmakers or or movies but uh, yeah i I take those movies with me everywhere I go. I love They're, it. I love them. I love those filmmakers. Each one of them speaks to me in a kind of in a different way, mm-hmm. and I I would I would always have those with me. What three things are you grateful for? Oh, Anthony. <laughs> it's felt like asking you this, Drew. The well, the three main things that I'm grateful for. One is my family. Two is my friends uh, and my friends are the ones that I work with. I, I don't really have much of a social life or do much. You know, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the last time I went to a concert. I don't remember like, you know, like just things like that where I don't, I don't do much. So my f- friends are the ones that I work with. Um, and they're very, very dear to me. So my family, my friends, and then the third one would be my dog, Luna. I, it, she's she's like my my child like I don't know I, I I told her actually when I got her at eight weeks old I was like I'm gonna do everything in this world to make sure that you have a good life oh, <laughs> <that's amazing. laughs> I did I remember I, I was actually moving to Gareth's house and we were in a U-Haul and I was talking to her and I was like I know this is weird for you right now but we're we're going to a new place and I'm going I'm going to make sure that like you know things work out for you. And I don't know, she she has saved me in so many ways. She's always there for me. I, every all three of those, my family, my friends, and Luna, they're always all there for me. And I don't 
I would not be anywhere without them. I have I have one last question, and then we will will fully wrap up the podcast. But um, what tips would you give to any filmmaker, young filmmaker, who would want to do the same thing? The best advice that was ever given to me was, if there is anything else in this world that you would rather do or think that you would rather do even, go do it. Because this is like, it's it's so tough on you. It beats you down. It, it's, it's just, it's a different, I don't know. It's different than anything I've ever done. And, you know, I've even had those thoughts. There's been multiple times where I sit down and I ask myself, what else in this world would, you, would I rather do? Mm-hmm. Would I rather be? And I'll think of some things, but at the end of the night when I go to sleep, they all go out the window. This is, this is the only thing I want to do. And I, I 100% know that. And so I would, that would be the best advice that I would give anybody is if, if there's anything else like that you would rather do, if you have a plan B or anything, go and do it. Because I don't know. I think that I, yeah, I, I would just say go, go and do it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's awesome advice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Drew, for yeah, being our first guest on season two of this Industry Life podcast. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, Drew. It was such an honor. I love, I love you so much. Thank you, guys. Um, and then we'll link all of Drew's stuff below so that way you can go check mm-hmm. all of the movies that we talked about. And uh, we'll post a link to his Instagram. So if you want to reach out to Drew, uh, you can as well. Cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. And if you like this episode, give us five stars. We love you. Rate, review, please share, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at This Industry Life Podcast. Tune in next week for the second episode of season two. Love you, buddy. See you guys. Love you guys. Thank you.